uh, today we start session 67. This was received August 15, 1981. It's the re-listened version. I assume everybody has it, but here's the link just in case. Um, here we have um, 31 exchanges. Nearly the whole session is based is devoted to discussion of psychic attack, which Carla and Jim and Don, or at least Carla particularly, relabeled psychic greeting, although Ra calls it psychic attack. Uh, and we get more on <clears throat> the issue of um, what what is a balanced attitude in response to psychic attack. I'm gonna. I don't. I really don't like the term psychic greeting because, um, uh, you know, uh, like a greeting card, season's greetings, um, really shouldn't be called season's attack or uh, attack cards. A greeting is a friendly welcoming and an attack is a hostile. And that doesn't mean, however, we need to be ho hostile towards it or uh, the, the balanced response to such is a whole lot deeper than a relabeling or renaming of the phenomenon or the matter, the, the, the approach being made. Relabeling psychic attack to psychic greeting um, may or may not lead us to greater balance in response to such, um, you know, mode of contact. But uh, most of this, a lot of the session was put into book, some of the session was put into book five, also pertains to um, the process of L and L with white magic and um, handling the attack, which was ongoing. So the session starts with commentary that was put into book five. Jim and then Carla um, wrote some material, and I'll read that. Jim said, in the first question of this session 67, Don is asking Ra how we could resolve the seeming paradox of being able to serve various portions of the same creator, some of which rejoice at our service and some of which wish some of which wished nothing less than to remove the instrument and the contact from the third density, i.e. our fifth density negative friend. We remove the sentence that you see in brackets down the line the other question, because we did not wish for over attention to be given to our personalities. We include it now because it might be helpful for those who have the feeling that they may be here from elsewhere to know that there is a kind of momentum of serving others which adds its support to the individual's desire to learn and to serve well. So the dynamics of service to other. Those who have read the book called The Crucifixion of Esmeralda Sweetwater, also available by Alan Allen, a very deep book actually, will recognize the last query of this section this book was written by Don and Carla in 1968 when they first got together and formed L&L Research. It was their first project and was unusual in that it seemed to be seen first and then recorded as a story. And it was also unusual in the fact that it seemed to anticipate many of the experiences that Don and Carla and later I would share in their work together. So Don and Carla, you know, <laughs> were working together in 68 13 years before the raw contact in 81. Um, and that book, Crucifixion of Esmeralda Sweetwater, is a fiction book. Uh, and many dynamics of the raw contact or their L&L group experience were presaged by, <clears throat> you know, within the fiction narrative of that book. So it's very interesting. 
Carla writes, Into this first work of ours, the crucifixion of Esmeralda Sweetwater, into this first work of ours was poured all the love we had for each other and for the ideals <clears throat> and concerns of a purer, higher way, a way of love undefiled by any hint of the heaviness of earth. We were smitten with each other. It was a wonderful time. Mind you, Don was never verbal. But this time held our short-lived intimate physical relationship, which I treasure, and our time of that nearly trembling joy one has when one is in love. The story seemed to tell itself, and we saw the characters so clearly that they might have been telling us the story over our shoulder. The only part of the book which was in error was the ending. The character that rather resembled me on a perfect day was killed off by the bad guys at the end of the book. In real life, my frail body was stronger than Don's, due, I think, to my gifts of faith and élan vital. Don was never the least bit at home on this earth. He lived his life very defended and isolated, except for me and a very few close friends and relations. One thing is sure, his gifts have been well shared in the body of work that comprises the material Ra shared with us. His questions were marvels of sense <clears throat> and always game to head in a new direction. The romance ended badly, in the sense that Don has entered a larger life, and I have been left to become a whole different person than the one he groomed and appreciated. But the work has not ended at all, and will not until the world no longer has any need of our material. On that last point, I, would, I think that the raw material, 106 sessions, will be used extensively in fourth density in the future of Earth. I think it will be... Um, a significant uh, resource for fourth density positive adepts or people on earth in the fourth density cycle to come. So this world will have a need of this material for a long time actually I believe. So anyway she's just talking about her experiences with Dawn and their love and how the ending of that book which did presage or reveal or predict or foretell <clears throat> many um, dynamics that occurred 10 years later, or 15, you know, 10, 15 years later, uh, didn't have its ending. Its ending was incorrect. <laughs> and that's a common kind of thing about prophecy is um, a lot a lot may be right, but some critical matters that are also associated with emotional process uh, may be mistaken uh, or um, unclear. Anyway, let's get to the session. 67-0, the greeting, a bit in brackets. I am Ra, and I greet you in the love and in the light of the one infinite creator. I communicate now. Don, as always, first asks, could you first give us the instrument's condition, please? Ra says, the vital energies are more closely aligned with the amount of distortion normal to this entity than previous asking showed. The physical complex energy levels are somewhat less strong than at the previous asking. The psychic attack component, they don't use the word greeting, the psychic attack component is exceptionally strong at this particular nexus. So vital energies, more normal, physical down, and the psychic attack from the Orion 5D negative entity is very strong. 67.2, Don asks, can you describe what you call the psychic attack component 
and tell me why it is strong at this particular time. Ra explains, We shall elect not to retrace previously given information, but rather elect to note that the psychic attack upon this instrument is at a constant level as long as it continues in this particular service, meaning uh, as a channel for Ra. They go on, Variations towards the distortion of intensity of attack occur due to the opportunities presented by the entity in any weakness. At this particular nexus, not this time, the entity has, uh, this is Carla, at this particular nexus, the entity has been dealing, Carla, has been dealing with the distortion which you call pain for some time, as you call this measurement, and this has a cumulatively weakening effect upon physical energy levels. This creates a particularly favorable target of opportunity, and the entity of which we have previously spoken has taken this opportunity to attempt to be of service in its own way. It is fortunate for the ongoing vitality of this contact that the instrument is a strong-willed entity with little tendency towards the distortion called among your peoples hysteria, since the dizzying effects of this attack have been constant and at times disruptive for several of your diurnal periods. However, this particular entity, Carla, is adapting well to the situation without undue distortions towards fear. Thus, the psychic attack is not successful, but does have some draining influence upon the instrument. So, um, variations in how strong or less strong, uh, how intense the attack depends on Carla's uh, changed conditions, body, mind, spirit, uh, which present more or less opportunities or targets of opportunity. Um, it's true, and it's an important point for anybody who has or knows others dealing with chronic pain that pain, um, pain uh, continuing has a cumulatively weakening effect upon physical energy levels. Uh, may not be vital <coughs> energy levels in the sense of will, or the will, the, the core empowerment of soul, or spiritual empowerment, the sense of strength of, of, of purpose, strength of intention, uh, strength of mind and focus, may or may not be cumulatively weakened by pain, but surely physical energy levels are, and they can affect vitality. Of course, chronic pain has a long-term debilitating, draining effect, um on our ability to, you know, live in this body and uh, lets the negative entity take this opportunity to be of service in its own way, which is called the way of, of service of self to try to kill her or remove her to another dimensionality or terminate the contact. I wouldn't want to call that my friend or a greeting, but, um, you know, Jesus threw the money changers tables over in the temple. And then we have this teaching that says, uh, if he hits you once, turn the other cheek to what? Let him hit you again. So you, you have to reconcile um, different approaches to handling negativity. And we'll see that further down the session. But clearly, uh, pain and uh, negative attack um, have consequences that must be tended to. And Ra's saying that Carla... Um, has strong is strong willed and that supports vitality right the link between vi vital energy levels and will which is different than physical and uh, 
constitutional health or body um, biochemically based strength uh, and uh, <clears throat> the attack on her was to try to make her dizzy but she doesn't have she didn't have that much fear she was a strong-willed person for sure uh, 67 3 Don goes on I will ask if I'm correct in this analysis that we would consider that the entity making the so-called attack is offering its service with respect to its distortion in our polarized condition now so that we may more fully appreciate its polarity and we are appreciative and thank this entity for its attempt to serve our one creator in bringing to us knowledge in shall I say a more complete sense is this correct meaning should I think this way and Ra said <laughs> because it's it's his opinion it's it, your opinion is correct or not Ra said there is no correctness or incorrectness to your statement it's an expression of a positively polarized and balanced view of, neg of negatively polarized actions, <clears throat> which has the effect of debilitating the strength of the negatively polarized actions. And so this is saying that Don's attitude here, uh, with the view that the psychic attack is a demonstration of the negative entity offering its service, doing its thing, in our polarized condition, meaning, uh, you know, we experience moral polarity and choice uh, of uh, do the right thing or be kind or not. And <clears throat> within this space-time environment, the negative entity offers its service and does its thing. Um, it's not doing it so that we may grow. It's doing it to kill or harm or limit. But from a higher perspective, we can have gratitude that negative attack, or attack, <laughs> attack, um, ultimately helps us appreciate um, the logoic, you know, God's creation of polarity and dark and light, the light and the dark of God's creation, the polarity of um, creation or higher dimensional and human life as above in fourth and fifth density, as below here in 3D space-time. And we can have real appreciation. It doesn't mean we like it, but there's real appreciation to to have gratitude for being attacked. <laughs> now, that sounds perverse to me, but it's uh, the, the nature of the gratitude or appreciation is the heart of the balancing or the degree of balance in the response the degree of balance which is key to us on the positive path the degree of balance the quality the the essential nature of the balance in our response associated with gratitude or appreciation is is the the real crucial matter in assessing whether we can uh, go forward on our way well and make best use of the attack or any attack um, and uh, continue to be free of distortion. So there are many bases for gratitude and appreciation for attack. Certainly we can learn about negativity. We can learn about the Creator. We can also discharge karma. Very important. We can also understand how it is that we caused and co-created such a condition and learn not to cause and co-create it again. And that's paying attention to morality or self-care in this case with Carla, or, you know, any other matter 
but it, it, there is an inevitability to the attack in in the case of Carla on Car, attack on Carla in the LNL group during the contact because of just doing the contact. <laughs> and we go on. 67-4, Don makes a very long statement, which um, I'll read anyway, even though Raw... Basically, Raw says this, is sub this statement is substantially correct, but it's for everyone to figure out <laughs> the degree to which the substance is correct. In his question or statement, 67-4, Don said, We would welcome the services of the entity who uses, and I will use this misnomer, you might say, of attack, since I do not consider this an attack but an offering of service, and we welcome this offering of service, but we would be able, I believe, to make more full use of the service if, we're, if it were not physically disabling the instrument in a minor way. For, a, for with a greater physical ability, she would be able to more appreciate the service. We would greatly appreciate it if the service was carried on in some manner which we would welcome in even greater love than at present. This, I assume, would be some service that would not include the dizzying effect. I am trying to understand the mechanism of this service by the entity that seems to be constantly with us, and I am trying to understand the origin of the, the, this entity and the mechanism of greeting us. I will make a statement that is probably not only incorrect, but is a function of my extreme limitation in understanding the other densities and how they work, but... I'm guessing that this particular entity is a member of the Orion Federa Confederation, really Federation, and is, possibly or possibly not, incarnate in a body of the appropriate density, which I assume is the fifth, and by mental discipline he has been able to project a portion, if not all, of his consciousness to our coordinates, you might say, here, and it is possibly one of the seven bodies that make up his own or his mind-body-spirit complex. Is any of this correct? Can you tell me what's correct or incorrect about the statement? <laughs> Ra said it's substantially correct, and and he didn't. Ra didn't actually explain further. At sixty-seven five, Don says, "Is it? Would you rather not give me information as to the specifics of my statement?" Ra said, "We did not perceive a query in further detail. Please re-question." And it's true because Don said many things. Um, you you see. You have to, if you really want to appreciate, if you really want, let me just lay, lay it down, baby. If you really want to appreciate in true gratitude, in sincerity, no faking, real gratitude, real gratitude and appreciation for negative attack, you have to appreciate exactly what was done and the consequences of just that negative attack, not uh, a negative attack in a, in another form you prefer. <laughs> so he's saying we'd greatly appreciate it, meaning we would more appreciate the psychic attack if the service or the attack was carried on in some manner which we could welcome in even greater love than at present, meaning some service that wouldn't include the dizzying effect, meaning he'd prefer, because he loves Carla, and <laughs> he's a good man, that uh, the Orion entity didn't uh, attack uh, with the consequence of dizzying effect, making her dizzy and unwell, so that she couldn't love more or do her service back. So he's sort of saying, we'd, we'd appreciate it more if you would uh, attack us, uh, attack her, without making the dizzying effect. But if you really want gratitude and appreciation, as far as I know, um, you need to appreciate exactly the damage and the harm done to you. 
or me by the exact attack I appreciate the terror you caused or I generated in response I appreciate my insanity and my paranoia and my suicidality and my desire to throw myself from the ledge I desire to appreciate exactly what you did to me I desire or I wish to truly appreciate how hurt I was and how damaged I was by your attack because that's love as far as I know not I wish you had done it a different way now I may wish you had done it a different way or wish it didn't happen at all but knowing that I deserve I deserve it all she deserved it all maybe you can say I'm an asshole because I said that hmm I think I deserve whatever attack I get or got yeah and I've had this too so I know what she's talking about so yeah I think I deserved it fully completely not one iota missing or mistaken now that may be insanity <laughs> but it may be approaching gratitude not I'd, I'd appreciate it more if you do it in a different way so that I could love you more <clears throat> well it seems to me the the balanced uh, sincere balanced gratitude and appreciation is focused wholly on exactly what was done and the consequences of such that was done nothing more and understanding the intention but you see you know um, we get what we deserve we get we deserve what we get um, doesn't mean we're bad but it means we establish the causes that led to these consequences and if you wish other consequences in the future you need to simply uh, establish different causes now everybody gets uh, what they deserve based on karmic return and and the the multitude of ca of causal causal seeds planted in body mind spirit in the present life and past lives at body speech and mind so to me you got to welcome it all and you got to love if you want to love you got to love just what it is including how miserable I've become or she's become and that's terrible to watch for another person you know to watch for Don to watch that in Carla but let's go on and see Ra's perspective 67 6 Don asks which body meaning energy body has with respect to the colors seven rays does the entity use to travel to us <laughs> which is really quite different than his statement at 67.4. Ross says, This query is not particularly simple to answer due to the trans-dimensional nature, not only of space-time to time-space, but from density to density. The time-space-light or fifth-density body is used while the space-time fifth-density body remains in fifth-density. The assumption that the consciousness projected thereby is correct. The assumption that this conscious vehicle attached to the space-time fifth density physical complex is that vehicle which works in this particular service is correct. So we're talking about trans-dimensional trans um, black magic. Uh, uh, transit between the physical between uh, it's the transit from I believe 5d space 5d negative space-time field or space-time environment fifth density negatively oriented energy fields 
space-time, then the entity, the Orion uh, worker, um, transfers basically um, uh, projects his consciousness into a time-space vehicle, 5D negative time-space body energy field, that then does work in 3D space-time, or 3D time-space actually, working, it does work in 3D time-space astral, working on Carla's physical body in 3D space-time. So, 5D negative realm, uh, space-time, <laughs> you know, uh, black magician in the cave, projecting consciousness into his 5D negatively oriented time-space body energy field, projecting it into 3D time-space astral plane realm to work upon Carla's 3D space-time physical body. Seems to me that's what's going on. 67.7, Dawn goes on. Then I undoubtedly will ask several uninformed, very uninformed and poor questions However, I was trying to understand certain concepts having to do with the illusion of the polarization that seems to exist at certain density levels in the creation. And how can the mechanism of interaction of consciousness... He got lost there and said, it's a very difficult subject for me, therefore I ask your forgiveness for my poor questions, but it seems to me that the fifth density entity is attracted in some way to our group by the polarization of this group, which acts somehow as a beacon to this entity, am I correct? You know, it's very, very difficult to to formulate these questions on the fly, even though he had them prepared before sessions, I assume. Um, new material comes with every answer. To integrate usefully the new material with every answer into the prepared questions is really a piece of work. And this is new. You know, Don, Don is not a um, Pandita of uh, Advaita Vedanta or multi-dimensional, you know, Triloka Buddhist cosmology. Neither am I. And to try to pull this out in the first run, very challenging for the mind <clears throat> to handle um, seven dimensions times polarized space-time times space, 14 realms of activity and two paths of polarity and um, seven rays of consciousness um, basis, seven chakras, uh, to, to put this all together on the fly is a challenge. Ra's answer, 67.7. Ra says, this is in substance correct, meaning the statement that um, they, the polarization of the group acts as a beacon to the 5D negative entity. This is in substance correct, but the efforts of this entity are put forward only reluctantly. The usual attempts upon positively oriented entities or groups of entities are made, as we have said, by minions of the fifth density Orion leaders. These are fourth density. The normal gambit of such fourth density attack is the tempting of the entity or groups of entities away from total polarization towards service to others and towards the aggrandizement of the self or of social organizations with which the self identifies. In the case of this particular group, each was given a full range of temptations to cease being of service to each other and to the one infinite creator. Each entity declined these choices 
and instead continued with no significant deviations from the desire for a purely other self service other self service orientation other self service orientation meaning service to other at this point one of the fifth density entities overseeing such detuning processes determined that it would be necessary to terminate the group by what you might call magical means as you understand ritual magic we have previously discussed the potential for the removal of one of this group by such attack and have noted that by far the most vulnerable is the instrument due to its pre-incarnative physical complex distortions pretty hardcore answer there 677 um, although the Orion 5D negative entity uh, wants to kill her or remove her from her body and terminate the contact, such efforts are put forward only reluctantly. I'm reluctant to kill you, but I, I have to, was his view, perhaps. Because their normal means of uh, neutralizing or detuning uh, positively oriented wanderers, <laughs> generally, on planet Earth or in 3D space-time those normal methods failed or fail with her. Usual attempts upon positively oriented entities or groups of entities, uh, those that are truly helping, uh, are by minions of 5D negative, meaning the fourth density. So you have 5D Orion leaders, the black magicians in the caves, working above the priest's cobble at the upper levels of 4D negative, working above the warrior kings. At, at level executional, you know, uh, operational levels of five or forty negative. So you have the New World Order minions uh, in yellow, and uh, the you know the powers behind the bankers, the powers behind the uh, you know three power centers: Vatican, City of London, Washington, and Geneva, and the gnomes and all that. You have the, you know, Merovingian uh, doing magic. And then above him, them, you have um, 40 negative warrior kings. And they're, you know, the crusaders, and those doing work here, sending information. Above them, you have the priestly cobble in upper 40 negative, I assume. And above them, the real leaders of the Orion group are the 5D negative black magicians in the caves in 5D negative space-time. Um, who are being encouraged to drop the whole thing but by their teachers in upper 5D negative, but they're not yet ready for that. They're still attached to, um, you know, controlling the whole shebang below them. But when they are ready, they will listen to their teachers in upper 5D negative and move out um, of such childishness and um, uh, find the higher work which is um, basically, uh, for them, I guess, further control of um, consciousness as universe. <laughs> A few can follow this. The normal gambit, dropping down further, of 4D minion, 4D negative Orion minions is to tempt humans or tempt the group um, away from, you know, total commitment to love and truth <laughs> basically, uh, ahimsa, harmlessness, love, virtue, morality, uh, truth, honesty, goodness, the best for all and all for one and one for all in goodness and freedom, free will, to tempt them away from that by temptations such as aggrandizement of self or the social organizations with which they identify, 
mistakenly with a lack of wisdom, even though positive. This is certainly um, the weakness of um, those with unfulfilled emotional needs, which we all have somewhat. I want to be, I want fame and fortune. And we all know some goodly people who have been tempted away from the pure teaching path um, by uh, unresolved personal longing for fame and fortune. Uh, in this particular group, meaning L and L, they already got the the menu, the uh, the the smorgasbord of temptations, and uh, said no, thank you. They continued with no significant deviations from the desire for purely other self service orientation, meaning purely um, pure. You see, you know, the, the service mentality is that the the. the Framing the spiritual path in terms of service is um, good and limiting. It's good for people. Um, it's it's helpful um, for a love perspective, a love development. But it's limited with a higher working of love, wisdom, balancing required or necessary on the spiritual path, because it just doesn't it just doesn't fit to be thinking. How can I be of service to other while it's it might be the next step for you to meditate two hours or three hours a day alone or say no to meeting with friends because the need is for further study and meditation. So the, the spiritual path is not wisely framed wholly or what we call the positive service to others path is not wisely wholly framed by the perspective of service. Service to other obviously is not even as fine a term I think as service to all and yet the higher levels of uh, wisdom development Blu-ray not simply love but uh, not, not simply engagement with others not simply activity upon visible planes right the added path if you want to work on the added path, um, some people who are love over wisdom will think you're being selfish because you're not uh, at the soup kitchen or you're no longer engaged with humans, physically or verbally. Nevertheless, the higher development of uh, spiritual path, added path, Blu-ray, indigo ray, is generally done alone or, or requires extensive time alone. So we should be careful about the limitations of the terminology. Um, one may be on the positive path um, and a whole lifetime is spent in solitude. In balance, it's possible. And a whole lifetime may be spent in deep engagement with others in with positive intention, yet um, un, unrecognizing blind spots um, that are associated perhaps with a desire to um, say no and not give oneself wholly to the re even the calling for, for service. The very subtle things here. So anyway, everybody in the group declined the choices. They continued without significant deviation from the desire to continue on their path in love and wisdom balance. Uh, at one point, one of the, um, you know, the leader of the um, 5D negative um, black yogis in the caves, the leader of that small group, uh, overseeing the detuning process, and that's another, can't get into it, but that's a very subtle um, 
metaphysical perspective on what depolarization means. Further blockage of uh, lower triad, first, second, third chakra, is a form of detuning. It actually um, damages the resonance between lower and upper triad. Right, the upward triangle, downward triangle, uh, six-pointed star, <clears throat> which is uh, <laughs> which has been taken by you know Jews, Israel, Seal of Solomon, magicians, but it's really the union of the upward pointing and the downward pointing triads, or the trinity of of the seeking entity, um, seeking greater love light, and the love of the logos or God or the higher self in its triadic aspect, um, seeking to become one or to serve and to be, uh, to, to be of support to the ascending seeking um, consciousness. It's the union of the, th of the double triads. But <laughs> the, the detuning of that unification is uh, one way of talking about the depolarization uh, attempted by negative entities in doing such attack, or the uh, the purpose of um, ritual black magic. So it's also detuning partic particular chakra dynamics internally, not simply across dimensionalities. Then, <laughs> Ra said, we previously discussed the potential for removal of the group, meaning one from the group, meaning Carla, by the attack. Most vulnerable is her, due to Pre-incarnate of physical complex distortion. So again, her weak, the weakest link in the uh, ninefold targets of opportunity, body, mind, spirit of the three members times equals nine. The weakest link at that time was Carla's physical complex. Six to seven, eight. Don uh, Ra says, in order, uh, Don, <laughs> in order for this group to be fully in service to the Creator, since we recognize this fifth density entity as the Creator. We must also attempt to serve, in any way we can, this entity. Is it possible for you to communicate to us the desires of this entity in not, if there are any, in addition to simply ceasing the reception and dissemination of that which you provide for us? Meaning, he's asking, how can we serve this entity more? And what does he want? <laughs> Ra gets down to detail and says, this entity has two desires. The first and foremost is to, shall we say, misplace, misplace, one or more of this group in a negative orientation, so that it may choose to be of service along the path of service to self. The objective which must precede this is the termination of the physical complex viability of one of your group, one of this group, while the mind-body-spirit complex is within a controllable configuration. May we say that although we of Ra have limited understanding, it is our belief that sending this entity love and light, which each of the group is doing, is the most helpful catalyst which the group may offer to this entity. Um, and Don cut off, I guess, Ra continuing in 67.9 and said, We find a, oh, I'm sorry, continue if you wish to continue with it. Ra said, We were about to note that this entity, meaning the 5D negative, this entity has been neutralized, has been as neutralized as possible in our estimation by this love offering, and thus its continued presence is perhaps the understandable limit for each polarity of the various views of service which each may render to the other. So, you know, we shouldn't play little games with ourselves here. 
um, the Orion entity has the ent- the desire first to actually um, to to take one or more of the group, Don, Jim, Carla, um, their mind, body, spirit complex, distinct from the yellow ray shell, meaning after they die, killing the body, meaning what precedes is termination of physical complex viability. So first they want an Orion entity would first kill or lead to because of the death of one of those in the group or more. And then basically um, by clever manipulation um, cause the one of the group while out of the physical body and in time space to lead their mind-body-spirit complex themselves, that their, their soul, into a negatively oriented time-space dimensionality. Misplace one or more of the group in a negative orientation, meaning in a higher dimensional negative time-space um, dimension. So that that entity, Carly, Carla or Don or Jim, would then have to, actually for its own evolution, uh, choose voluntarily to be uh, to to switch polarity and go on the path of service to self. After finding itself by its own free will, as the result of manipulation and falling for the trick of the negative entity, choosing to go with the negative entity or be led to negative time space or a negative dimensionality, where it would find itself, he or she, Carla, Don, Jim. Um, with the line of least resistance to continue evolution by going, switching polarity and going onto the negative path and incarnating in some space-time negative dimension like five, like, like upper fifth density negative or mid fifth density negative space-time and have to go and learn all the lessons up to 5D negative and then switch polarity that's actually what the negative entity was intending so you want to serve that being and help love him more? Okay, it's cute. How so? Well, <laughs> Ra basically said, you know, there's nothing. There's no big trick here. The most helpful catalyst is sending the entity love and light. That's it. By our, in our estimation, by this love offering, love light, and uh, the entity is as neutralized as possible. And so. This represents the limit of how much they could serve the Orion entity. So I just think that we should be careful using this terminology of positive path or paths as service. It's okay, but there's um, a profound deficiency by the dualistic connotation uh, of uh, apparently required uh, engagement with others physically or mentally implied by the term service while the reality of both paths but particularly the positive path is that the key work is balance and the key work um, is is development of fourth ray and fifth ray that can be done alone it can be done with others but on the adept path it's increasingly done alone or increasingly done um, by practice and study, by study and meditation. Study, meditation, and service considered as the three pillars of the path. Two of them are solitary, study and meditation. 
and service, um, you know, transforms into the service of knowing and the service of um, seeing and the service of transformed being. There is the service of knowing, the, trans the service of being, the service of um, transformed being uh, as a point of love light, transparent to the Logos. This is uh, some of the work of the Adept Path. And to, to, to be hemmed in or, I think, penned in by terminology of service to other um, is a little bit limiting for, I believe, at least for myself, in um, knowing and, way, uh, and working or traveling the way of the Adept Path or, you know, <laughs> the need for service uh, for, for study and meditation. So, um, <laughs> you know, let's have a big view here. And, and Don's biases, um, you know, seem to be uh, a little bit in, in the way of, of imagining that he should be uh, doing more to help the entity as the entity is trying to kill her and take her into a negative dimensionality. And um, this is Don's perspective, 6710. Um, it's both very deep and um, mature and has certain distortions like i do and you do too and um let's be clear so don says 6710 we have a paradoxical situation in that in order to fully serve the creator at this level in the polarized section you might say of the creation we have requests from those whom we serve in this density for ra's information in fact i just had one by telephone a short while ago however we have requests from, in this particular case, another density not to disseminate this information. We have the Creator, in fact, requesting two seemingly opposite activities of this group. It would be very helpful if we could reach a condition of full, total, complete service in such a way that we were by every thought and activity serving the Creator to the very best of our ability. Is it possible for you to solve, or possible for the fifth density entity who offers its service to solve? the paradox that I have observed. Very deep. Ra said, it is quite possible. <laughs> 6711, Don goes on, well, then uh, how could we solve this paradox? And we have the perhaps central answer in this exchange from Ra, 6711, uh, about the apparent paradox in play here. Um, this will be the last... Um, this will be the last um, exchange I'll read for today's session, and to next time we'll read the second half of the session, 67. Ra's response is, Consider, if you will, that you have no ability not to serve the Creator, since all is the Creator. In your individual growth patterns appear the basic third density choice, polarity. Further, there are overlaid memories of the positive polarizations of your home density, as wanders. Thus, your particular orientation is strongly polarized towards service to others and has attained wisdom as well as compassion. You do not have merely two opposite requests for service. You will find an infinite array of contradictory requests for information or lack of information from this source if you listen carefully to those whose voices you may hear. This is all one voice, 
to which you resonate upon a certain frequency. This frequency determines your choice of service to the One Creator. As it happens, this group's vibratory patterns and those of Ra are compatible and enable us to speak through this instrument with your support. This is a function of free will. A portion, seemingly, of the Creator rejoices at your choice to question us regarding the evolution of spirit. A seemingly separate portion would wish for multitudinous answers to a great range of queries of a specific nature. Another seemingly separate group of your peoples would wish this correspondence through this instrument to cease, feeling it to be of a negative nature. Upon the many other planes of existence, higher densities, there are those whose every fiber rejoices at your service, and those such as the entity of whom you have been speaking, which wish only to terminate the life upon the third density plane of this instrument. All are the Creator. There is one vast panoply of biases and distortions, colors and hues in an unending pattern. In the case of those whom, with whom you, as entities and as a group, are not in resonance, you wish them love, light, peace, joy, and bid them well. No more than this can you do, for your person, your portion of the Creator is as it is, and your experience and offering of experience to be valuable needs to be more and more a perfect representation of who you truly are. Could you then serve a negative entity by offering the instrument's life? It is unlikely that you would find this a true service. Thus you may see in many cases the loving balance being achieved, the love being offered, light being sent, in brackets, and the service and the service of the service of self oriented entity gratefully acknowledged while being rejected as not being useful in your journey at this time. Thus you serve one creator without paradox. This is uh, <laughs> noteworthy that Ra didn't say the one creator. Ra said, thus you serve one creator without paradox. There is a difference there. Um, there is not this unity, there is unity. <laughs> All is one creator. Not the one creator, because it's not a the compared to anything else. All is one creator. Anyway, very important um, response here. Number one, for people who uh, get panicky about I'm not serving enough, Ra says you have no ability not to serve the Creator. So you're always serving the Creator whether you know it or not, whether you're active physically or not. Since all is Creator, not even the Creator, let's say all is Creator. All is one Creator. All is one. All is the Logos. Uh, all is the Father. <laughs> the Father, Son, the Holy Ghost the father the father um you know shines through uh the the numa you know holy ghost is a lousy translation by the way it's really numa or spirit it's actually intelligent energy uh, the father <laughs> the father shines through uh the spirit or intelligent energy or light the father shines the father's light shining um there's it's impossible to not serve the creator the question is, uh, are, how are your chakras? <laughs> How's your mind? Is there balance? Is there blue-green indigo? Or green-blue? Really blue-green indigo. 
in your individual growth, now that Ra's talking about the basis for their decisions of how to serve. For yourself individually, um, there's the basic 3D choice or polarity, meaning each moment we have a choice or a testing with love without or without. Then, uh, being wanderers, there are these overlaid memories of positive polarizations from home. Uh, therefore, uh, your strongly polarized service to other, service to all, positive path with wisdom and compassion because there are 60 souls. Then, it's not merely two opposite requests for service. There's multitudinous, infinite array of contradictory requests for information or lack of information. This kind of information, that kind of information. Some people want principles. Some people want transit information or specifics. Some people want you to shut up. <laughs> some people <laughs> like you. Some people hate you. The negative entity wants to kill her. Uh, and uh, other, you know, the angelics, um, you know, sing in, in joy. It's all one voice, but we resonate upon certain frequencies. We are aware only of certain dynamics. We're only aware of a certain range of requests. And we feel most um, compati compatible, simpatico, resonant, uh, attracted to only a particular range of requests for for our activity in terms of those we wish to com comply with or or meet uh, such requests there's a range of requests at any one time uh, for us uh, for our service for our activity uh, within the the very broad range infinite array of multiple or generally contradictory uh, requests for service in this case and in all cases actually in life um, there's only a certain spectrum of um, requests for our service or requests for service or um, even attractions to which we're going to respond to which we resonate and so it is all one voice yet we resonate to portions of the voice upon certain frequencies based on our consciousness. This frequency, meaning our resonance to creation, requests or, or not, um, individual resonant frequency range, the individual range of frequencies of, of creation of the one voice to which we respond determines or certainly <laughs> limits our choice of service or um, our choice of how to respond what to respond to in what way we respond and so Ra says of course uh, your group vibratory patterns and those are raw compatible therefore we're speaking through Carla okay that's free will it's all free will but but this um, frequency compatibility is critical and explained more in the third paragraph which is the big matter here. Ross said, what you've got here is a very uh, multi-layered, complex, you know, multivariate uh, set of equations, you can say. One portion of the Creator rejoices at your choice to question us regarding evolution of spirit. Ra's in in, in joy. <laughs> I feel happy. Another portion wants um, many answers to many questions uh, for specific information. Another group of your peoples, like fundamentalists of every religion generally, 
wants the correspondence or wants the channeling to stop because they think it's negative. <laughs> we can talk about love and the principles of non-infringement and um, respect for free will and balancing and healing and how to help others help themselves day and night. And there are going to be lots of humans, uh, particularly ideological ones from religions, who will think that we're doing the devil's work here. <laughs> And anything but their fundamentalist orthodoxical view is heresy, uh, and they are uh, uh, they are against heresies forever, and think that they're doing God's work while they kill, and attack, and accuse Satan, the accuser, uh, leading them on. Cute. Then, upon other planes of existence, you have angels, and you have you know yogis, and actually. Um, the the doc, the the um, Ching Jing Jing, the um, classic of purity and stillness, ancient Taoist work that I gave the link to for YouTube. If you want to connect with higher dimensional Chinese sages, they're they're there through that vibration. So there are higher dimensional entities who rejoice at what's going on with the raw contact. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, the 5D negative Orion entity uh, only wishes to terminate her life, you know, to, to make the vehicle unviable, kill her, and bring her into 5D negative. How about that? So, all of those individuals and groups with that whole range of desire or demandingness or, or response to the contact, all is the creator. All is creator. All voices are creator. One vast panoply of biases, distortions, colors, and hues. This is samsara, baby. In an unending pattern, birth and death. <laughs> All characterized by uh, avidya and dukkha. Please. Uh, meanwhile, it's also creator. It's creator experiencing, you know, in a limited form, experiencing dukkha. Or ignorance, uh, suffering, stress, and uh, continual arising and passing away. So, in the case of those with whom we are not in resonance, Ra says, wish them love, light, peace, joy, and bid them well, and I think it's enough. There's no more fancy footwork needed. Um, it's, if you want uh, true, sincere, balanced gratitude and appreciation to negative attack, now that doesn't mean you shouldn't get out of the way or punch back. Do whatever you want. You know, protect the beloved, and if you need to kill, kill. Do what you want. Do what you believe is right. But, it seems, that Ra is saying that, um, the basis of true, sincere gratitude and appreciation, or balanced response to attack, is wishing those with whom we don't resonate, or with whom we reject their request. They want you to do something, and we say, no, sorry, I can't. Like, they couldn't let Carla get killed. Sorry, we won't end the contact for you. But they wish them. It doesn't mean you love them. It means you wish them love, light, peace, joy, and bid them well. Different than saying, I love you. You know? I wish you love. I wish you love, light, peace, joy. Of course, they're nowhere near love and peace and joy. They'll never go into peace and joy. They hate peace and joy. They hate love, peace, and joy, okay? And that's, of course, the way to get rid of uh, negative entities. You send them love. <laughs> they hate it. 
they'll go somewhere else. They hate love. And um, be careful of smiling human leaders who use the word love. Uh, we can wish them love, light, peace, joy, bid them well. No more than this can you do, Ross said. For your portion of the Creator, or you as a, a, a portion of Creator, is as it is. And your experience and your offering of experience, which is service, which is offering of, you know, <laughs> your fashioning, um, needs to be more and more a perfect representation of who you truly are, not uh, a mimic of, of a saint, and not a mimic of what you think you should be. Be who you are. Be your true being. Express your true self. And when there's distortion, acknowledge it. Uh, and so, yeah, sure, they could offer uh, Orion, uh, they could help him and serve him by uh, giving up Carla's life, but it's unlikely they'd find this a true service, but if you are a martyr, you would think it should be. And stupid wanderers and, and uh, naive folks sometimes do give uh, that which is valuable to pigs, you know, pearls before swine. Yeshua counseled against that. Don't throw seeds on rocky ground. Don't offer your pearls before swine or pigs. Please. This is important. So don't don't give uh, that which is precious to those who spit on you. And the gecko agrees. So um, naive people, people who are trying, who, who feel, have some inferiority complex or low self-value may fall for the martyr patterns and give something of precious value to those who despise you or those who are exploiting and using you. Please don't do so. Um, but the essence of service or the essence of the positive path, not just service to others, the essence of the positive path or continuing on soul evolution on the positive path is, is becoming more and more a perfect representation of who we are. A perfect um, emergence, a full emergence of what you are. A full manifestation, body, mind, spirit, coming out now of true nature. It's not even your true nature. It's your particular crystallization of Godhead. It's doable. It's doable. But um, feeling uh, burdened by needing to respond to everybody asking for this and that, um, y you know, is a distortion that needs to be dissolved. And so one can gratefully acknowledge the service to self, the service of the service to self-oriented entity. That was what was taken out in brackets. <laughs> Ra's advice saying, um, what is, you know, to achieve loving balance. To achieve balance, okay? It's, we don't even have to say loving balance, we know. Balance means love and wisdom. Uh, love wish to the other, and love demonstrated in taking good care of yourself. Wisdom to know the other, and to wisdom to know the self and its needs, and also take responsibility for what's going on. How did I co-create this? And if I don't want it again, how can I make sure I don't um, re-establish seeds for this occurring again? So, um, the key to balance, love, wisdom, in this response to evil or attack, love offered light sent. It doesn't mean I love you. It means may you be well and happy. I wish you love and light, peace and joy. 
and I know you don't want them, but I wish you love and light and peace and joy anyway. I wish you wouldn't attack me, but I wish you love and light and peace and joy. Okay? And so they don't like that, <laughs> generally. And and this is, this is enough, I think, for um, grateful acknowledgement of the service of the service of self-oriented entity. Um, we don't need to, you know, pretend um, to be uh, smiley-faced um, super lovers. So, um, congruity and authenticity is critical. And so, I appreciate what's happening. There's real gratitude in the sense that I deserve it. <laughs> That's another matter, too, is the karmic, the karmic rightness of all that occurs. This, this is another aspect of true gratitude in wisdom. Right? The wisdom basis of gratitude is, includes recognition of the, of the um, due inheritance. What's my due inheritance? Karmic return or life catalyst or difficult catalyst as yet another aspect of due inheritance. It's very subtle. And it doesn't have to be uh, playing a game. It can be very sincere then we still reject what they're offering or giving or wanting or demanding as not useful in our journey at this time. Thus you serve one creator without paradox. But wisdom needs to be amped up. And not only love of other, but love of self. And love of wisdom. <laughs> love of truth. So, with that said, that'll be it for today. Yeah, Ra's talking about um, sending love light offering love light I wish you well may you I wish you well um, and um, you know uh, thank you for your service <laughs> but um, yes sending love light but sincerely you know wishing them well wishing them love light peace and joy you you, you know uh, Gautama was attacked Nityananda was um, sort of attacked they didn't, as far as I know, say, thank you for attacking me, I'm grateful, I love you. They didn't do that. They took some kind of corrective action and got rid of the negative entity, or spoke truth. So, it's not a good thing for us to imagine how we ought to be and then try to conform us to how we think we should respond. If somebody spits on you, um... If you don't feel gratitude, it's pretty normal. <laughs> so, you know, the, the point is not, not be fake. You could become fake. We could become fake. If we think, oh, I should always have gratitude and thanks to every attacker in the time of attacking, and therefore uh, I'm conformed to the ideal way of response. Well, the first thing is we need to use wisdom to know that it's essential to be honest. If somebody spits on me, generally I feel anger or hate. That's not my final reaction, but that's my honest, true first reaction. Then, wisdom kicks in, and I acknowledge, okay, that's my reaction. And wisdom says, okay, now what should I do? Should I strangle him? Should I spit on him back? Should I say something? Should I be silent? Should I stay? Should I leave? What should I do? Then I come to some answer provisionally for the moment, which is really going to be some kind of statement like, you know, what's wrong with you, or why'd you do that, or um, I don't know what. It depends on the situation. 
uh, depends on what occurred before that. Um, and then um, the situation will be, you know, the, the, the situation will be neutralized somehow. And then later, uh, I uh, would take responsibility for it and acknowledge, this is just my way, how I co-created it and uh, move through my anger, hatred, and blame to uh, acceptance of co-equal co responsibility or shared responsibility and then consider how I can not cause this again and then um, later come to realize that it's um, good that I got my karmic due. No, no, I'm not talking about doing something to him. I'm talking about my responsibility for being in that existential situation. Of course. This is called oh. a deeper level of understanding and acceptance. Is the wisdom to consider my true, not fake, not exaggerated, and not minimized responsibility for having that experience? Truly, I am responsible for having to being in relationship to the person who does everything to me in relationship. This is another matter. If you're in relationship to anybody and they do anything heinous to you, you are responsible for having maintained the relationship with such a person who did such a, such a thing to you. That doesn't mean you made him do it by saying anything or doing anything. But you, you put yourself there and kept yourself there or kept them in your life uh, to the point where they did that to you by a lack of wisdom <laughs> or a lack of love, a lack of self-love, uh, driving a lack of wisdom to know that I shouldn't be so close to a person who could do such a thing. You have to know what they're going to do or what they're capable of before they do it. If you don't know what they're capable of before they do it, then you're responsible for your ignorance uh, of having kept yourself in a, in a harmful situation. If you sign on to marry someone, you are responsible for everything that they do to you in the way that you signed on to that relationship. Not in the way that you caused it in the moment. Maybe you didn't even cause it in a past life. But karmically, it's due. That's why, that's why God, Buddhists, Buddhist monks have a horror at relationship. They're like, ah, I don't know what I'm going to get. I want to stay out. It's dangerous. But uh, if he spits on me, I'm responsible for having been in that situation to that point. And so to just try to slap down um, some kind of thanks and appreciation without going to these depths of consideration of karmic responsibility uh, and deservedness, it's my due inheritance. Without considering that, I think that gratitude and thanks is shallow. Meaning, I mean, I, the person who's, you know, uh, consciously, mentally um, seeking to conform themselves to what they consider to be the proper gratitude and thanks in response and attitude, it's obvious to me that they haven't gone through the emotional range, nor the wisdom karmic um, understanding process. You, you know, healing, achieving healing is the result of a process. Uh, responding to attack with gratitude and appreciation is the result of a process. That process may occur quickly or slowly or not at all. In the case of somebody uh, like an enlightened sage, as far as I can determine, which I'm not since I'm just <laughs> below them and seeking, uh, their processing time is immediate. There's no time. 
they go immediately through um, where we start and normally get stuck, which is an emotional reaction like, I hate you, fuck you, you know, I want to fight or flight, uh, to understanding and then um, responsibility or understanding the karma and then gratitude or appreciation, but wishing them well, uh, which doesn't have to have the same kind of... Um, kind of lovey-dovey feeling that we may imagine. Uh, meaning, um, a great sage does what's necessary in response to the attack first. It may be verbal, it may be physical, it may be silence. And we, too, need to make um, proper response based in self-love, which is protect yourself. It may involve fighting, it may involve speaking, it may involve silence, it may involve leaving or staying, or whatever. Um, what you said is perfect, and um, I think a, a very excellent presentation of the process uh, of responding to attack through accepting the various successive levels or stages of response moving towards uh, gratitude and appreciation or simply um, a, a, a quiet acceptance and then wishing them well. But you see, a, a sage is a little bit different. You know, they, they can uh, kill and wish well. There, there's a case of Nityananda um, basically being involved, you know, at, at, it was a long story, but at a wedding or something, uh, there was this mantra vadi mantrayani guy who was doing black magic mantras terrorizing a village and at the wedding the negative entity or Nityananda was challenged challenged him to some kind of psychic attack debate you know duel kind of thing magical duel psychic challenge and the result was that the the guy the black magician ate some leaves and a day later was dead um, and I'm sure that Nityananda facilitated that. Meanwhile, that probably um, was better for that entity rather than digging himself deeper and with bad karma by terrorizing the village for a few more years with black magical mantras. So they're in a different category than us. <laughs> and, and, but we shouldn't um, idealize, we shouldn't um, concretize uh, idealization of what we think is the the proper or best way of responding, but simply apply honest uh, acceptance and understanding to each stage of our reaction. First in the way of accepting our emotional, physical response of fight and flight, thought forms, as you said, of dark thoughts, or, I don't know, I want to punish and revenge. I want punish to punish him and revenge. And I imagine this and that. And then to understand, as you did, how I got myself into this situation and the karmic basis. It may be past life, it doesn't really matter if it's understood in detail, but simply acknowledging that uh, I put myself here. How is it that I put myself here? Maybe the relationship, it may be I missed some signs, it may be something mysterious from the ancient past, um, and therefore we're coming to deeper understanding and acceptance, taking responsibility fairly, it's called fair responsibility. Taking fair and full, full but fair responsibility. Full but fair responsibility. Full means 
fully fair. <laughs> I didn't, you know, cause him to, to strike if I didn't say anything or do anything. His thoughts and his disposition caused him to strike. I'm not responsible for that, but I am responsible for having put myself here and whatever I said or did before it occurred, which may be nothing, <laughs> but it's surely um, that I got myself here uh, within, in this relationship, in this interaction. And then that's further acceptance and understanding, and then it can certainly happen that we have a, a greater gratitude that says, well, I learned something here. <laughs> I learned uh, how I planted bad seeds, and I learned the consequence of bad seeds, or I learned to avoid a certain situation that I didn't, but I will in the future. And then I have gratitude, not necessarily even to the attacker, but to the uh, to the occurrence, uh, you know, I, I don't uh, say thank you to the liar uh, because he didn't help me discern. I made my discernment on the basis of of, of proper or um, a balanced response to his lying or speaking. I think I, I sought a balanced response, and that includes discerning lies from truth, or discerning you know when I'm being lied to or considering how I put myself into a certain situation or how I missed certain signs and signals, as you said, or, or that I'm simply carrying more negative karma than I thought, or whatever. By all of that ex willingness to go through all the stages of our reaction, accepting and understanding progressively deeper, and going to the karmic and the metaphysical, and understanding causa causation to some extent, uh, we can... By that, the emotional charge will naturally dissipate. By that, naturally, we'll end up with gratitude and some appreciation. But it won't be lovey-dovey. And it won't be, oh, thank you, thank you. And it won't necessarily be, I love you. Thank you for spitting on me and punching me and screaming at me and lying to me. Thank you. It's not actually that. I've never seen great teachers stupid. And that's stupid to me. That type of um, kind of smiley... Uh, spiritual bypass, I call it a smiley spiritual bypass. But there is um, uh, an appreciation of the justice of the occurrence. And then we can wish that other one well, because we won't be in hatefulness anymore, actually. But there is a, a, a sense of gratitude like, okay, you know, I learned something here. That's good. It was painful. And maybe I still have some anger and hatred or whatever. And I'm glad it occurred simply because now I've learned something. Now I've learned a lot, perhaps. That, that, that's a gratitude for the occurrence, which is distinct from some kind of lovey-dovey, um, uh, sweet kindness to the attacker or the liar or, you know, the evildoer. Because um, they are that way, you know. We shouldn't whitewash them. But we can certainly wish them well. I wish you well. And that's even perhaps broader and deeper than saying, I wish you love and light and peace and, love and joy. You know, you can say, I wish you well. And that includes love, light, peace, and joy, actually. Uh, but it, it's a process. And um, the destination is not um, necessarily uh, the, the, the starting point. <laughs> it may be done quickly as we're more clear.
but it generally takes time. Um, you see, let, let, let's look at Gautama and Yeshua. Right? Gautama was tempted by Mara, king of the god, you know, one of the gods, one of the negative entities, to be a king, a world uh, ruling monarch. Uh, before he said, "No, thank you. Uh, I'd rather become awakened." So that was, even though he was so well developed in the seven chakra array, um, mm. there was still a an opening for the offering of the temptation of being a world ruling monarch like the summit of material achievement material social achievement you know the max the, the the max max position of worldly power and privilege and this and that so even that distortion was still workable for the negative entity for gotama uh, right before awakening same thing with yeshua and so um it's only when they take the next step and reject that. So mm-hmm. it, it's way up the line. And you can see Ra in, in late sixth density coming down to third density and fucking things up a lot, actually. And, and being totally, you know, confused by unexpected responses to their service. So it's really only when the entity gets out of sixth density, <laughs> actually. It's only in seventh density that they become untouchable as far as I know and and Atman is not there yet now Atman is close and if Ra stayed in, in sixth density and didn't come in here to try to help <laughs> naively uh, because you're still naive in sixth density you know Atman is not finished so mm-hmm. if they had stayed in sixth density uh, they're not going to get into trouble at all but you see even even in um even in 4D positive and 5D positive, there's no interaction with the negatives. So if you want to be free of negativity, graduate to 4D positive and don't go wandering. And that's it. But uh, they like to do wandering because then they get, you know, they want more love, more love light. I need more love light and I've got to help those suffering souls who are making their own suffering. So, but, but, it's 3D space-time where the negative attacking really happens. Uh, in time-space astral, there's still a segregation, even. You know? But in the fourth density field around Earth, you still have, you know, you see, you have confederation, that war in heaven kind of thing. Uh, but they're choosing to be there, and the vast majority of 4D positive entities don't experience that. So, that's really what's going on. Yeah, I mean, it, but it's really true that we can tap, we tap into and we can think any distorted activity that others may do. And you have to understand that this is not, it's not quite totally your mind. <laughs> it's mind. And mm-hmm. our conscious mind is uh, also a, like a radio receiver. And we can receive uh, all the thoughts of the entirety of the collective human consciousness um, depending on our chakra conditions. But you made also an excellent point in that you go your own way to gratitude or peace and appreciation. Mm-hmm. You, you don't 
you're not lovey-dovey. Oh, oh, I'm attacked. Let me, let me quickly think. Oh, I love you. Thank you. I appreciate you. Thank you so much. You, you, you're not forcing a, a kind of artificial um, cheer or renaming psychic attack as psychic greeting. And so think, you know, uh, acting upon the belief that it's necessary to relabel it in a more friendly way neglects the underlying distortion and wrong view that gave rise to that very desire and in fact some degree of vulnerability they don't realize that there's nothing wrong with calling it psychic attack so long as the response is balanced but there's a process we must go through to achieve balance or a, a generalized appreciation and it may not be an individual appreciation. Thank you for spitting on me, but um, I'm glad this happened because I learned something from it. That's critical. Next time we'll continue session 67. Uh, start at 67.12 and more about psychic greeting. I hope this has been helpful. Thank you for listening. Please take good care of yourselves and good night.